Welcome to Mystery in the Radio Waves. I'm your host, Elizabeth McIrvin. Mystery in the Radio Waves is a podcast where a cast of actors and comedians perform a classic radio play and then improvise jokes, characters, and stories. What the heck are radio plays and where do they come from? Well, the golden age of radio was an era of radio in the U.S. in the 1920s to the 1970s, where the main source of entertainment was radio programming before people owned televisions on a larger scale. The programs would have been the same range as TV shows today. There were weekly medical dramas, romances, mysteries, true crime. It's such an interesting part of entertainment history that we hope to revive a little on this podcast. Just the great storytelling, not the racist, sexist crap. This week we have a special guest, Jacob Wysocki. He's an actor and an improv comedian from UCB. We're so lucky to have him. We start off with a short interview and then we get into the radio play and then we end with some improv. Please rate and subscribe. It really helps us out. You can email us at mysteryingtheradiowaves at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram under the same name. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. I was trying to manifest this morning. I'm like, nobody better text me to cancel. Nobody better text me to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> Manifested it. Manifest that shit. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, our guest, our special guest today is Jacob Wysocki. Um, I'm, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. You nailed it. Yes. Woo. Okay. Awesome. Um, so yeah, just wanted to like chat with you a little bit. Um, maybe first, how are you? How was your I'm, evening? I'm good. I'm great. I made a really bad dinner, so I'm coming off the heels of a pretty huge loss. <laughs> um, you know, when it was just like a kind of bottom of the barrel Trader Joe's frozen bag dinner. And it was one of those like, yeah, this is probably way too old to eat, but it's what you got. And it's better than the other old bags from Trader Joe's that you have. And so I just cooked it and I slopped it down. And that's, that's what I have. That's what I deserve. And this is a conversation you're having in your head about your dinner before you have it. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I deserve this. Like I didn't, I wasn't kind to myself. I didn't go buy fresh ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, I did nothing of the sort. This is what I deserve for being, being lazy and sad. But yeah. you know, sometimes you got to have a bad meal. Maybe it'll uh, inspire me to cook a good one tomorrow. Right. I mean, you can't have good meals without bad ones, right? You need a redemption meal. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Go to the store, get something good for tomorrow. Make it good. Probably just order a hot chicken sandwich. <laughs> Where you go good. with? Are you have yeah, like Hall and Ray's or Dave's? Uh, I think, I, I mean, Hall and Ray's is definitely number one. Dave's is a close, is, a, is definitely a contender, but is a completely different zone because they're tenders, they're not fillets. And yeah. they're not wings. So, you know, the hot chicken thing is really blown up in a way that I can't quite understand or compare to other food crazes. Like, can you, you guys think, think of any other food craze that's like, there was one place and it was very popular and then subsequently 70 other places opened up in the same city? I guess poke? Poke would be my 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 get my first one would I would say pokey yeah. and then but I can't think of like a, a flagship pokey one that inspired everybody like Helen Ray's you know like mm. yeah there, the there wasn't like the pokey place right yes exactly 
I feel like yeah, I'm a, good a point. LA resident because I really don't explore that much <laughs> food at all. I have like three places. I'm like, these are my places. I know the food <laughs> is going to be halfway decent and the price is affordable. What are I, your three places? Yeah. <laughs> what is Subway? Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's. <laughs> Subway. We talked about Subway. Subway. That's so funny. Subway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Subway <laughs> is the old reliable for sure. <laughs> What's, no, so what are the other two? Like, What's the other two? I think Jimmy John's, Jersey it's Mike's. Not sugar fish. It's it's something <laughs> along those lines. Ooh, it's fancy! Sushi like sushi bowls, kind of. Sushi um, style. Is it poke bowls? They're they're like poke bowls. It's somewhere in Los Feliz. Um, it's but, like a sushi salad. So yeah, you eat, you eat at three like restaurants that. and you don't know the name of one of them. <laughs> saved on postmates and also it's on sunset and i know exactly where it is on sunset so you know it's just like i know where it's at so what's the third one yeah god what is the third one chick-fil-a oh it's (laughs) usually uh like casino del campo or el coyote but you know they've been kind of closed recently so i haven't been there that much coyote's open yeah, I saw the people outside. I, I saw that. I was, I was pumped. Yeah. I still need to go there. Okay. okay. Last oh. time I went there, I think I already mentioned on the uh. podcast. Last time I went there, I uh, sat behind James Stewart, the bald dude from X Men. Is that his name? Patrick Stewart. <laughs> oh. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> James. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart. Mr. Hey, Smith goes to Washington. Yeah, Jimmy Stewart, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's good. That was good. <laughs> um but speaking of celebrities jacob i did want to ask you about one thing specifically that i'm oh, really God. curious about <laughs> what's it gonna be do you have like a top list of things that people ask you about uh no it's always i just feel like the it's always such a random swath of stuff that i've done that i can never i can never ping like what it's gonna be okay okay um so i saw on your imdb that you did i guess maybe an independent movie with john c Riley, where you guys were opposite of each other mm-hmm. yes. yeah and i was why did i ask you about that oh, amazing he's one of my favorite actors boogie yeah, nights is amazing. one of my all-time favorite movies oh i mean he's a legend he's a he's yeah, a king he amongst really kings is. yeah yeah How was it to yeah. work with him it was incredible he was like a cool dad you know like yeah. I remember one day we were like filming uh, the movie's called Terry and it's like, uh, we're actually coming up on it. It's almost 10 years since I made that Holy movie, which shit. Is really fucking weird for me and probably nobody else, but it is like, it really does create like a time tent pole for me. Um, and it's on, it's on Amazon right now. Uh, and it hasn't been on Amazon before. So anybody okay, can actually go, gonna watch it then. <laughs> yeah, everybody can actually check it out right now, which is pretty cool. But yeah, it was a, you know, it was the first time that I'd ever done a movie. I'd done like my own stuff before, but it was like my first sort of big opportunity. And John was great and um, very kind and patient with somebody that was like uh, relatively green and was a fun guy. And we were shoot. we had a picture car and one day he just like took it and we went and got chili cheese dogs. Like, yeah. you know, he was like a normal cool guy. Yeah. Just wants to like have fun and piss off and not do work. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Cool. Well, they usually say when you meet your idols, it doesn't go well. So it sounds like it went pretty decent. <laughs> he was a nice guy. I mean, he, 
he had to sit in a room with me for like 30 days. He had to figure out how to be nice, you know? Yeah. yeah. Same with me. I mean, you've been doing the job that long. You kind of have to, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He He's a an eccentric dude. He, he's got an office and he has like a bunch of like uh, very, very visceral, sad clown oil paintings. Mm, okay. um, <laughs> you just like, it doesn't. Right? Wow. Excuse me? Isn't he, is, doesn't he uh, do clowning? Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah, it's like some sort of uh, old school training thing connection that he has. Yeah. Well, I'm, my other like follow up question, uh, little reporter over here. Fire it away. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, so it was your first movie. I I would be scared shitless to work with somebody that was actually like an established actor. I'd be like, oh my god, what the fuck am I doing here? Like. This is insane. No matter like what the level of the movie is, I think I would definitely feel that way. How did you feel doing it? Oh, I mean, it was definite. Like, there's the an undoubtable bit of imposter syndrome going on, um, and I, I also think that it happened at a time where I was young enough and naive enough to just be like, "This is it, dude! Like, I'm in movies now. I'm a guy who's in movies." <laughs> Uh, and like, I'm a guy who goes to Sundance and that's just my life now. Like I'm going to get Shia LaBeouf's phone number in no time. Uh, and you know, quickly, quickly learned the, the other side of, of, of that reality or whatever. But you know, I was a kid, I was like, had just turned 21. I think, I think I was 20 and turned 21 while I was making the movie. So oh, I had wow. no idea what was going on. I was just like, y'all are stupid and I'm taking your money. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess I tricked you guys enough and I'll take your cash. Yeah, yeah. Dude, speaking of Shia LaBeouf, I don't know if any of you guys have heard that he's doing some weird interpretive theater play thing in South LA. It's actually yeah. like five awesome. ten minutes away from me down the street. And it's every Friday, Saturday night for free in your car. But it's like a coronavirus related drama. So it's like people I'm like surprised. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's called the Slauson Rec Center. He's a I don't yeah, Shy's a weird true. guy, you know. Yeah. It's gonna be dope. It's gonna be super seriously dope. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a very interesting guy. It's definitely yeah. like avant garde kind of like okay. you know, like uh Cal like he had a bag over his head and like well it's it's not him it's not as far as i know the sloss and rec center is like a thing that he endorses and it's a group of actors that that you know it's like a how what do you call that like a a collective kind of thing yeah, like a collective or like uh like a contemporary group or something like that like yeah very cool so yeah who knows it's just a bunch of people probably i'm if i had to guess what it was it's a bunch of people wearing tan suits moving around like very very bob foxy <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably all right you Definitely. guys um well if you guys are ready uh, to <clears throat> so we could get to the improv let's do it yeah let's do it um jacob did you get my message about you uh doing the whistler role yes yes i will i'll do my best Yes, that is all we can ask of you. <laughs> Signal, the famous Go Farther Gasoline, invites you to sit back and enjoy another strange story by The Whistler. I am The Whistler. And I know many things, for I walk by night. 
I know many strange tales hidden in the hearts of men and women who have stepped into the shadows. Yes! I know the nameless terrors of which they dare not speak. And now for the Signal Oil Company, the Whistler's strange story, Letter from Cynthia. To the holiday staff on duty at the small hospital on the outskirts of a small town on the coast of Southern California, Christmas night was much like any other night. Not quite, of course, for the spirit of the season was in the air. I had to come down for a little breather. Kind of slow tonight, Patty. Is that bad for Christmas night? Uh, what do you want from Santa Claus anyway, Dr. Andrews? A couple of emergency appendectomies? <laughs> no, I didn't mean that. I just meant it's kind of... Oh, sure, I know. And it suits me fine. <laughs> Look, I got two hours of sleep today and eight hours in front of me here at this desk. Oh, uh, that's bad, Pat. You'll never see your grandchildren if you keep that up. Oh, people were, were dropping in all day long. You know how it is, Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Good night, Patty. Hope you had a nice Christmas. Oh, I, I did, Mr. P Dr. Peters. Thanks for the nice present. You're welcome. Well, night, Patty. Good night, Doctor. Night, Doc. Night, Neil. Yep, Patty, it's like I said. A gal like you needs eight hours sleep a day. Did you get eight hours of sleep today, doctor? Ten. <laughs> you would. You know, you're an odd man, Dr. Andrews. Odd? Well, how do you mean? I mean, I don't know. You act like there's something bothering you. Like there's something on your mind all the time. Well, maybe there is. Well, everybody has things on their mind. You could still go out and dance and have fun like all the other doctors do. The single ones, I mean. Too busy. I'm still an intern, you know. Oh, you make it sound like a sentence. Yes? Outside line? Yes, sir. Oh, here, doctor. I almost forgot. Huh? Maybe this pretty pink envelope will change your viewpoint. Hmm, a letter. When did this come? I don't know, um, I just came on duty 10 minutes ago. Why don't you open it? Why, Dr. Andrews, your hands are trembling. I believe your viewpoint has changed already. Yes, Neil, your hands are trembling as you recognize the handwriting and read the return address on the envelope. The address of lovely Cynthia Walker. She's out of your life now, isn't she, Neil? Nah. She'll never be out of your life, will she? You're just out of hers. It isn't pleasant to recall, is it, Neil? The unfortunate accident that cost you your reputation? your position, and the love of Cynthia Walker. At the very beginning of your career as an intern in an, in an important hospital, you remember Cynthia's thoughtless, angry words that followed. 
Yes. Looking back to that day more than a year ago, it's hard to believe now that a few hours could have made so much difference in your future. But they did. And as you try to read the words of the scrap of paper, Cynthia's letter in your hand, you know that one man is responsible for it all. Charles Arthur Bennett, the man who lied when the truth would have cleared you. Charles Arthur Bennett, the man who called himself your best friend. The sound of an ambulance wheeling into the receiving room below shatters your train of thought. Across the room, a yellow light flashes on the switchboard. You turn quickly back to the letter. Yes, he's here. But your thoughts are blurred. Yes, certainly, Doctor. You know you won't have time to finish your letter before you get the call. You're sure is coming. Yes, Doctor. Yes, Doctor. I'll make out the registration card right away. Oh, Dr. Andrew? Yes, Pat? Admitting room? No, Miss Stevens is busy. Uh, 412 has had a relapse. Oh. They're taking the emergency to the third floor. Dr. Graham wants you to go to the third floor drug room. What kind of accident? Car crash. Traumatic and shock. Patient very weak. Dr. Graham wants you to prepare injections of fentanyl and atropine. Take them to the operating room, third floor. Right. I was afraid we might have one of these before the day was over. Did you get any of the details? No, only that it was an automobile accident. Man's unconscious, but according to the identification card in his wallet, his name is Charles Bennett. Salesman? Who did you say? Bennett. Charles Arthur Bennett, Los Angeles. Yes, Neil, it's shock, isn't it? <clears throat> Sorry. Yes, Neil, it's a shock, isn't it, to realize what's happened? For more than a year, your resentment of Charlie Bennett is smoldered. And now the girl at the switchboard tells you he's here in the hospital where you're now interning, the victim of an automobile accident. That you have to prepare the drugs that might save his life. Might save his life. As you hurry up the stairs along the hallway to the, to the laboratory, your thoughts go back to the night more than a year ago. The circumstances were quite different then, weren't they, Neil? Because, although you didn't realize it, that night, you were at the mercy of Charlie Bennett. The night which began at a birthday party for Charlie Bennett more than a year ago at the home of a mutual friend. But as far as you were concerned, there were just the three of you. Cynthia, Charlie, your best friend, and you. Yes, Neil, things were much different. Oh, it's a wonderful party. I wish I didn't have to leave right in the middle of it. Well, if you must, you must. <laughs> I'll drive you home. No, darling. I've already phoned for a taxi. Now, this is the first time you've been off duty from the hospital in a long time. I want you to stay here and relax. Have fun. Okay, but I might get into trouble, you know. <laughs> I trust you. You're a big boy now, or I would have told you, or I wouldn't have told you that I would marry you. Did you tell Charlie? No, not yet. I'll tell him tomorrow. 
I don't want to seem conceited, but telling him tonight that I'm going to marry you, it just might spoil his birthday party. Yes, it would. By the way, where is Charlie? Oh, he's around over in the corner, I think. That island completely surrounded by ocean of blondes. <laughs> well, I wouldn't think of invading that territory just to tell him goodnight. Uh, you tell him for me, will you, Neil? Sure. Um, do you really have to go? Oh, I'm afraid so. Jane's only in town for one night, and I don't get to see my sister very often. My taxi ought to be here by now. Now it's your night off, dear. You have fun. Your interns don't get out of the hospital often enough. And besides, the champagne is wonderful. Anything you say, darling. Reluctantly, you see Cynthia to a cab. You come back to the birthday party for Charlie. You take Cynthia's advice. Enjoy a little champagne. Make party talk with other friends and you do have a good time. You relax for the first time in weeks. In another hour or two, most of the crowd is gone and finally, you even, you even convince Charlie that it's time to go home. And in the lobby, going out. Why don't you leave your car here, Charlie? and go home in style like I am. What do you mean in style? Leave your car here, get a taxi. Hey, what's the idea I can drive? Oh, don't tell me the good doctor's feeling a little champagne. Oh no, not really, but I just don't want to do any driving, that's all. Well, you don't have to do any. Tell you what, we live close to each other, we'll use your car and I'll pick mine up tomorrow. I'd sure rather take a taxi. Ah, oh, there aren't any taxis around anyway. There's a stand about three blocks away. Not at night, Neil. Besides, you'll need your car to get to the hospital in the morning. Boy, I'm okay. Oh, all right. If you're sure, let's go. But take it easy now. Once in the car, you make one more effort to talk Charlie out of driving, but to no avail. You're getting a little weary of the slight argument. So you let him drive your car. And after the first few blocks, you decide you have nothing to worry about. Charlie seems to be driving satisfactorily, slightly over the speed limit, but everything seems to be all right until suddenly he turns a corner sharply. That's the last thing you remember for a little while. When you open your eyes, you feel a dizziness, a dull pain at your temple. And someone's talking somewhere. Come on now, fella. That's it. Come on, boy. Come on. Are you hurt? Uh, oh. Uh, hurt? No, officer. I. Uh. Okay, not much, I guess. Just a bump on the head. That lamppost made quite an impression on your car, though. What's the idea of driving like that? Me driving? Charlie was driving. Uh, Charlie was driving. Yeah, uh, He's... gone? He sure is. Say, you're a little on the woozy side, friend. But Charlie... Where's Charlie? Come on, chum, that's enough about Charlie. How much have you had to drink, anyway? I haven't had much to drink. Now look here, officer. Charlie was here. I, I know he was here. 
No one was here, chum. I heard the crash around the corner and came straight here. No Charlie, no nobody. Just you and a little man who wasn't here. But you couldn't have gone. Charlie! That's all, chum. We got a swell place downtown where you can sleep on it. It's like a nightmare, isn't it, Neil? You're bewildered and confused by what's happened. It's all a mistake, isn't it? A horrible, horrible mistake. And Charlie will show up soon and explain everything. Then you're booked at police headquarters. Then you're booked at police headquarters and spend the rest of the night pacing back and forth in jail. Finally, in the morning, someone is there to put up your bail. Hello, Neil. I came as quickly as I could. Thanks. Thanks for bringing me. Come along, Neil. I'll drive you home. How did you find out I was here? The whole story is in the morning paper. And it mentions your connection with the hospital, too. Yeah, I suppose so. Dr. Rogers called me about it. He, uh... He was quite concerned. We'll get this whole thing cleared up in no time. No time at all. Oh, I hope so, Neil. Just as soon as I see Charlie Bennett. Charlie? Yeah, he'll tell them what really happened. It was all his fault. I was just... What's the matter, Cynthia? Why, I've already talked to Charlie. Then he told you how it really happened. Charlie said he wasn't with you last night when it happened. He took a cab. He went home alone. It leaves you stunned, doesn't it, Neil? You're certain there must be some mistake. But once Charlie understands how much it means to you, he'll realize what's happened and tell the truth. It's too late to prevent the unfavorable publicity for the hospital, but at least you can be cleared in Dr. Rogers' eyes and in Cynthia's. You see Cynthia home, then take a taxi directly to Charlie's apartment. He isn't there, but the desk clerk lets you in, and you settle down to wait and to think. Nearly two hours later, a key sounds in the door. Neil! Uh, hi, why didn't you tell me you were coming? I would have waited. I didn't plan on it. The desk clerk let me in. You talked to Cynthia on the phone this morning, didn't you, Charlie? Cynthia? Yeah! Crack of dawn. Naturally, she was worried about you. <laughs> Naturally. And what did you tell her? Oh, so that's what's worrying you, huh? Well, I, I didn't really mean to do it, Neil, but I had to. You want a drink? No! Mind if I have one? Look, Charlie, I'm trying to give you a chance to explain. Okay, okay. No reason to get sore. You lied to Cynthia. Why? Oh, well, I told you I had to. You know, as a salesman, I have to drive a car to make a living. What's that got to do with it? Only everything, that's all. Look, Neil, I didn't bother to mention to anyone, but I was in a scrape three weeks ago. I got hauled up for driving under the weather. I got off with a fine and a warning that time. Wait a minute. You mean you deliberately let me take the rap for your accident last night? Well, I tell you, I... Do you know what a spot this has put me in? The hospital has a reputation. They're pretty jealous, you know? Sure. And I've got a job. And so have I. I think you'd better put down that drink and put your coat back on, Charlie. Why? Because you're coming with me to explain to Dr. Rogers. Then we're going together to see Cynthia. (laughs) What good would that do? It's all over now, Neil. You mean you're refusing? I mean, I went home in a taxi last night alone. 
told my story once and I don't see anything to gain by changing it now. Suddenly it occurs to you that Charlie has a more important reason for lying. His job is only part of it. He's always wanted to marry Cynthia despite your long friendship. You believe anything's fair in love and war. It's as simple as that. And with you out of the way, he sure will have a clear feel. And Cynthia, after all this, what about Cynthia, Neil? You have to be sure. Can you be sure of Cynthia now? Neil, I, I just can't understand it. You don't believe me, do you? But you do believe Charlie. Why would he lie about a thing like this? Because with me out of the way, he thinks he can marry you. Neil, I've known Charlie for years. He wouldn't do a thing like that. Besides, he's your best friend. Oh yeah, yeah, he's proved that, hasn't he? Neil, aren't you forgetting that Charlie wasn't found in the wreck, that you were? You were all alone. Your story is, well, it's too fantastic. The police don't believe it. And Charlie says it couldn't have been that way. And you, Cynthia, what do you say? Oh, Neil, what can I say? Do you think I want to believe this? And Dr. Rogers and the hospital, what do they say? Naturally, I resigned. I couldn't do anything else. <laughs> I don't blame them for what they think, any of them, but I know I'm right and... Never mind, Cynthia. I guess there's no use going over all that again. Neil, you're not going, are you? Well, why not? I don't seem to be getting anywhere. What's going to happen, Neil? Will you... Do you think you'll be able to get an internship somewhere else? Yes, I think so. I'm just as qualified as ever as I ever was. My previous record was good and I've learned a lot. You wouldn't consider marrying a man who didn't believe, would you? I want to believe you, Neil, more than I ever wanted to believe anything. Maybe you will someday. It all happened more than a year ago, didn't it, Neil? You cut off all contact with your friends in Los Angeles. You've often wondered if Cynthia ever married Charlie. And every time you've wondered, your hatred toward him has grown deeper. The switchboard operator has told you he's in the operating room unconscious, seriously injured in an auto accident. And you've been assigned to prepare the medication which will spell life or death for him. Just a little too much or not quite enough. It's almost too easy, isn't it? Not the slightest suspicion will be attached to you. You smile as you enter the drug room and you find another intern in there. It's the emergency, Neil. Correct. You assisting? No, just preparing the fentanyl and atropine shots. Well, must have been a pretty bad accident. Yeah, I've heard so. Did you ever stop to think about the power of these drugs? Just the right amount means almost certain recovery. And too much, or too little, oblivion. Do you always get this philosophical at Christmas? No, but I guess this case made me think about it more than usual, you see. I know the guy. Oh, a friend? You said it. What a friend. Hmm, well, kind of an unusual situation, isn't it? A very unusual, unusual, a very unusual situation. Well, Neil, the die is cast, isn't it? 
You've donned your sterile mask and gown and prepped the injections. Carried them to the operating room where you placed them on the instrument tray without even a glance at the mass sheet-covered patient. You note Dr. Graham's nod of dismissal and quietly leave the operating room where Charlie Bennett's chance for life or death lies squarely in your hands. You never dreamed you'd have such an opportunity, did you, Neil? After removing your mask and gown, you return to the hallway and wait by the window near the operating room. As the melody from the church drifts in through the partially open window, you wonder whether you're glad or sorry of what you've done. Then you remember the disgrace Charlie Bennett brought on you, your shattered hopes, the happiness you might have had with Cynthia. And you know the answer. Even if you could, you wouldn't change the situation in the slightest. You pause under a ceiling light and you decide to finish Cynthia's letter. And now, as another Christmas approaches, I realize how hasty I seemed in my judgment. Suddenly, your heart beats faster as you realize that she still miss Cynthia Walker. You can almost hear the words as the melody of her voice haunts your memory. But you were even more hasty in your action. Your sudden, abrupt leaving, not letting me know where you were. I know now how wrong I was to doubt you. But even when my doubts were deepest, I loved you. You told me once a woman loves in spite of a man's weakness, not because of his strength. Remember, Neil? Well, so it was and is with me and you. I haven't changed, and I can't believe that you have. Merry Christmas, Cynthia. You turn away, stare out the window. Suddenly, you're horrified and ashamed that you, a doctor, bound by the sacred oath of hypocrites, of Hippocrates. <laughs> you, a doctor, bound by the sacred oath of Hippocrates. Hip, uh, geez, Louise, of Hippocrates, Hippocrates. We're gonna go with Hippocrates, huh? With hypocrites, Hippocrates. Have allowed your hatred of Charlie Bennett to bring you to the point that it did. Finally, the door of the operating room opens. The still form is wheeled silently past you. You continue to stare out the window. You light a cigarette and wait for Dr. Graham to emerge from the operating room. As he opens the operating room door, and enters the hallway, you walk slowly toward him. How's the patient, doctor? Well, the patient is going to be all right. Glad you were around. Fentanyl is a godsend. <sighs> ah, may I have one of your cigarettes, Andrews? Oh, sure, doctor. Oh, thank you. Wish fentanyl had been available when I first started practice. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I wish I were young like you, just beginning. Ah, you'll be a great doctor one day, Andrews. Will I? Hmm, I'm sure of it. Your honest duty comes first with you. Why, you could, you could no more abate it than commit murder. <laughs> Why, you no. could no more abate it than commit murder. No. No, I guess I couldn't. But I almost made a terrible mistake a little while ago. A mistake that could have been fatal to your patient. Mm, but you didn't. No. No, and I don't think I'll ever be tempted to make a simple little mistake again. I'm sure you won't, whatever it was. No, the practice of medicine is in your heart, above everything. 
Yes. I guess it is. Oh, it is. I've always known that. That's why I appointed you. Thank you, Doctor. Oh, when can I speak with Mr. Bennett? Oh, anytime you wish. He's lying down in my office. Bennett wasn't seriously injured. He just was knocked out temporarily. He was driving the car. You mean someone else was? Oh, our patient was the young lady with him. It seems they were on their way out here to the hospital to see one of our interns. She'll be okay. Who was she? Well, uh, her name's, um, Walker, Cynthia Walker. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. That's a good twist ending. Stole your girl. Sneaky one. <laughs> yeah. And it takes place during Christmas. I was like, I kind of want a spooky play that takes place during Christmas. I like that. Oh, a nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> 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 what did Ooh, you guys creepy. think of the play? It's creepy. Uh, I want to see what happened. It got, it got spooky at the end. I hope she's. I I'm hope honest. Cynthia's okay. You know, I'm praying for Cynthia. They might. Yeah. Know she's dead or she's dying. Is there a sequel? I don't think yeah. he's dead. No, he said that she's fine. Oh, really? Yeah. The doctor yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. She'll be okay. Oh. Well, yeah, she'll be okay. Okay. That's not sad enough. <laughs> I know. I was like, that's why I was like, I got your girl. <laughs> she yeah. did. Yeah, <laughs> shouts in the window like, in the so, office I got you girl the scary part of this play is is a betrayal <laughs> right and of course terrified the character yeah it is very this terrifying. is how I would can I pitch how I would rewrite the ending yeah <laughs> is that is that is that on like on subject with you guys yeah. I think it would be interesting if he chose to kill um the guy. And then it turns out that the guy saved Cynthia, who's in the car. So it's a double whammy, you're a bad guy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. I like that. Mm -hmm. I would have hit it, hit it in more right to the you heart. You got canceled before canceled. Usually, the thing, <laughs> usually the thing with these plays, and we've talked about this before, is for whatever reason, the buildup is like so, like, oh yeah. my God. And then once it gets to the end, it's like, Pfft. Like every, <laughs> yeah, every and then I went like, shopping, grocery shopping. <laughs> like, what was all that building for, bro? Like, that just has to be how thing? radio no worked. Drop. That just has to yeah. be like how, like, without yeah. optical sensory, your brain's like, yeah, I'll just keep huh? listening and listening. And what is it? What is it? What is it? Ah. It's like in the Christmas story when they they're like on the Ovaltine kick and they're all fucking pumped for the secret Ovaltine message. It's a huge buildup, and then it's. It's like the message is drink more opal tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, guys, you wanna you wanna do some improv? Yeah. Whoever yep. wants to start. You so I can see everyone, whoever's raising their fingers. Oh yeah, yeah you can raise your finger oh, yeah. and then um to signal that you wanna like start a scene. Um and then just say like cut to um if you want to cut to a different scene. Oh yeah.
All right, we see uh, we see two doctors scrubbing into uh, into surgery, getting ready to go. Ah, another uh, another routine appendectomy, right? Yeah. What is the appendectomy again? It's it's the um it's the um it's the um I know this one. It it's not the spleen. Tell you it's what, you guys sit this out. Let's sit it out. What? You're sit it Why? Out. Yep. Oh, no. 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 Where we scrubbing? I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor for the clout, man. I if have you to don't do know what stuff. appendectomy is, there's no way you could have gotten through medical school. I don't know how you got hired here. Period. I'm done with the this patients. Shit. The patient. Uh, uh, hey, you guys know that I'm not asleep, me. right? Hi, I need my appendix out. Where are the other two okay, doctors? Oh my gosh. In I'm going to take right care. Now. I'm going to take what? care of this one. Oh, you don't need our help. Just you. No, 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 and you need three. You, everybody knows for an appendectomy, you need six hands to handle everything. Ah. I, can, I, I can handle all six. I can do all six. I know that. So. What? No, no, no. Wheel me out into the snow. Just take me out okay. into the snow. It won't work. Okay, look, back to how I got hired here. I have uh, 3,000 followers, and these days, you don't need to have a PhD to be a doctor, I'm just saying, or a surgeon. Um, but you need an MD. You need an MD. You need an MD. Right. Not a PhD. You need a blue check mark. You need a blue check mark next to your name. And that's how you get into the medical field uh, these days. Okay. Verify. I, 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 haven't, I haven't been verified on there yet, but I've been verified on TikTok. So that's why. God damn it. Okay. Okay. I'm sick of this. Uh, cut, to, cut to an interview in the, a doctor's office with Scott's doctor character. Um, okay. Yeah. So can you just like tell me what your, what your Instagram handle is? Um, I, yeah, it's, it's, um, at Chamberlain Welsh, Welsh, 1962, Chamberlain Welsh, it's my, it's my Chamberlain Welsh MD. Ew. uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not relevant though, because I don't really post on it. Do you, are you like Twitter famous? Is that what it is? Like, are you like, are old to be Twitter famous? I usually, I mostly just. Uh, I, I read the news and I mostly follow Eugene Gu, the guy that responds to Trump, the doctor. Excuse me, hi, is this, the, uh, is this the job interview? Is this the right, uh, yes. is the right room for the job yeah. interview? This is the right room. Oh my God, wait, do I know you from somewhere? Yeah, yeah, hi, hi, I'm Chris. I, I'm the Zanga guy. I was the first guy with a popular Zanga. Yeah, oh I know it's kind of old, but it, it exists and it's worth something, it is viral, so. No, it's so good though. It's like one of those things. It's like it's viral enough to keep going forever. You're famous. Yeah, oh my God. and I was 12 when I was writing it, but I, you know, I do think it holds up. Chris, do you? you know, have, sorry, have, interrupt. Do you have a oh, medical degree? Oh, oh, do I have a medical interview. degree? Absolutely not. No. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, I think this is fantastic candidates, both of you. But I'm like really leaning towards Chris. I think you're a great cultural fit, and like. Thank you. I mean, let's be honest, like the Zynga stuff, like you can just connect with your patients. And I feel like I trust your hands more now. Thank you. And if I, if I may, I feel like I sort of have like a content biosphere about me (laughs) that is just going to constantly turn out um, clicks and ads and engagement. And that's what patients need right now. You know, at this like urgent care in Redondo Beach, we really need that right now because we do not have enough of a 
biosphere in Redondo Beach, if you know what I'm saying. We have like a red bios beach, if you know. Hey, what I'm and I am born and raised in the South Bay, and I know plenty about I know plenty about Redondo Beach, and you are telling the truth. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh wait, well, oh my God. I mean, like, just name your price. Name your price. Um, uh, I, I usually do kind of a dollar 25 per CPM clicks per million. Yeah. 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 Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, you're higher. I'm sorry. Sorry. You can leave actually. Me? Yeah. Sorry. What was your name? Chamberlain Welch. Oh, I thought that was just your handle. That's your actual name. (laughs) (laughs) Chamberlain Welch. That's your, uh, his home, uh, Scott's character's house. So, uh, how did you go today? It went terrible. They're giving it, look, man, it's not like it used to be. You know, it used to be, it was meritocracy and you could get a medical degree from Southern Methodist, like I did, SMU, and you could get a job. But now it's all about Twitter follows and Instagram and all Daddy, 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 are we going to... Are we going to be able to have new shoes this week? New shoes? Um, yeah, break your child's heart like you do every week. God damn. Can you just learn a Fortnite dance or something and then just film that? Can you just do something? New shoes, Cut to Uber ride with Scott's characters driving. Um, passenger. Um, Hey, uh, Welsh? That's your name, Welsh? Uh, yeah. Are you, are you Tony? Yeah, yeah. I'm Tony. All right, hop in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah. How long have you been driving over? Uh, um, I've been doing it on and off for about a, about a year now. Really? Yeah. Really, really. Yeah, I'm actually a doctor. Oh, you? I don't meet too many doctors to drive over. You don't? Well, yeah. That's uh, you know. It's kind of the new thing. I well, I used to wait tables, and I heard that Uber was more kind of more of a flexible. You kind of make your own hours, whereas I was kind of beholden to a server schedule at a restaurant, you know. So, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm working on a lot of stuff, trying to get uh, trying to get myself out there. I got a couple short surgeries that I filmed and put up on YouTube, kind of get my uh, my stuff going. Cut to a cut to huge the, explosion. Cut to the restaurant. Um. <laughs> No, because it's like in the like, restaurant. The Uber's going through the window. Oh, my God. I was just getting my sushi, <laughs> and this huge explosion happened right here. What? Oh, my is anybody, God. Is anybody hurt? Is anybody hurt? I'm a doctor. There we go. You're um, a doctor. Uh, what are you doing driving driving Uber? You yeah, too much. You must have I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding out. I've got mirrors. I'm going to die oh so soon. Everywhere. Do not touch me, Uber driver. Do not touch me. I'm trying to help you. I'm a medical doctor. Don't touch me. I can't see you. Did you say you're a doctor? What is your name, sir? My name, what does it matter? My name's Chamberlain Welsh. Don't touch me, you So you're not a doctor. You're not on famousbirthdays.com, so you're not a doctor. So I'm a savage. He's rabbit. Oh my god, yeah. this girl's in my ID and there's a bunch oh. of dead people behind me. I'm, I'm healed. I'm healed. You hit the woe and it sutured my wounds. 
the power oh of God. social media. You're welcome, BB. BB. Stop. Cut to these TikTok girls uh, working retail during Christmas at Gap. <laughs> okay, you guys. Um, so the holidays are coming up, and everybody knows that's the most important time at Gap. Okay, so I'm gonna Boo. need you guys to maybe. Boo! Talk. We hate the holidays. We hate, the holidays. hate the holidays. We're edgy. Isn't that where you get the most views or whatever on your little app? You know, shouldn't you be happy during this time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will be happy if you guys just stack the black and red sweaters over there. Um, okay. You all watch us do it. We do it our own kind of special it. way. Here's my phone. Take it. Oh, record the whole, these. I mean, the whole point of hey. as employees is that I tell you what to do and then I walk away. You need just, to you film us. Sure. Okay, yeah, I'm going to literally yeah. film one TikTok, and then can you please move these sweaters? Yay! Promise me? Yay! Promise me you'll move the sweaters. In comes Justin I, Bieber. Hey, what's, hey, what's oh up? What's going on, girl? Oh, sir, shooting a TikTok. Mr. Bieber, hi. Hey, what's up? Hey, oh, it's cool, girl. That happens all the time. Oh I'll take a photo God. with you. You want, you want a I selfie? Think my eyes are bleeding. Okay, okay. Oh. With us. Their eyes are so Even though bleeding. it's a celebrity, we need to concentrate on the sweaters. Hey, concentrate on the sweaters. I'm looking for a sweater. Oh! Girl. <laughs> we have them. Please. Oh, my God. Okay. Are you filming? We got this. Yeah, are you filming us? If you're going to sell Justin Bieber a filming sweater, you guys? I'm going to film you. You can bet your happy That's ass cute. I will. That's cute. Cut to, cut, okay. to outside of, cut to outside of Gap later. Hi, I am Tre Treverston of CBS News, and I'm standing outside of Gap, where we just heard that the latest celebrity, Justin Bieber, has been murdered by two TikTok users and a Gap manager. Um... Sir, eyewitness, um, tell us the account. Okay, so I was in Gap. I thought it was the dentist. Anyway, I thought I was getting my gaps fixed, but I was not. I was getting clothes. So I walk in and I just see young tween pop star Justin Bieber open up, guts everywhere, heart on the shelf guts inside shoes for laces i don't even know what happened but i can't shop at a place that listens to canadian music and it's not a dentist so i ran out and I called the cops uh we see the, uh behind the interview going on a policeman policeman taking the girls in shackles but they're on their phones oh my god we have like 1.9 million views babe ah! This is better than Blogmas! Uh, everything you say can and will be used against you in the court of law. We Do you did understand? It. We did it, Mr. Robinson. We did it. We did it, and it's on our TikToks. You it's, want, it's you nothing. You didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. You follow take, take yeah, a TikTok I, with I don't. Us. No, take I don't know what that is. No, I'm a 47-year-old injured cop. I'm a bad man. <laughs> I'm a oh. bad man who has a lifelong injury that I deserve. I busted my knee out chasing the wrong guy, and I deserve this life. We love an old cop. Yeah. I'm a, bad, I'm a bad man, and you guys are going to jail, and I don't care how many followers you have, okay? That's not real. It's a bunch of ones and zeros. 
It's a facade. It means nothing. What you've accomplished means nothing. Nothing, nothing. This is not going to be in a museum. Your TikTok's not going to be in a museum. Nobody's going to walk around 90 years from now quoting your TikToks. Oh my God, what's a museum? What's a museum? Oh, dear God. What's 90 years from now? Okay, I am yeah. going to have to use brutal force at this point. <laughs> Sorry, it's what we do. Oh, my eyelashes. Oh. Yeah, I'm undo- my, my brutal cares. force is undoing your manicures, pedicures, and faces. We're undoing the makeup. You have to do a TikTok on <laughs> natural. You're not cute anymore, exactly. Wait. We cut to a, a small um, urgent care um, somewhere in San Bernardino and not in LA <clears throat> to interview Scott. Um, so I'm, I'm really trying to get away from, you know, the social media thing. Honestly, you know, a lot of doctors that I hired, even though, you know, they had millions of followers, like we just had people keep dying, you know, like yes. literally the, the bodies were piling up. and. I, you know, as the owner of the hospital, it doesn't look very good for me, you know? So, yeah, yeah I just, I've been, I'm really interested in you because you seem different. There's something, you know, just really like put together about you, you know? Yep. Yep. I stay off social media, not because I don't enjoy it, but as a principled stance, because I think I'm better than everybody else that's on it. I refuse to take part in it. I, I let my doctor... I let my, I'm a physician, you know, I went to medical school. That's what I like to do. I took a Hippocrate, Hippocrate's oath and- The Hippocrate, the Hippocrate, Hippocrate oath? The Hippocritical, the Hippocritical oath. Hippocritical oath. Cut to um, that class taking the Hippocrite's oath. Raise your right hand. I'm, la- I'm raising my left. <laughs> oh, gnarly Chad. <laughs> okay, stop. Stop. Solemnly swear to uh, do one thing, but then you say you love another thing. I solemnly swear to do one thing. That was a trick just then because, yep, because you said what I said. So you got to kind of put your own spin on it. Let's try this one again. It's tricky like a little elf under the woods. Oh. I solemnly swear to always do one thing, but then do another thing instead. On my own. Let's person. try this again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Person I want. Whenever I want. You guys are my best friends. I'm gonna miss you so much. Nope. Wow, that was easy. So, are we putting hippos in crates yet, or not? I think that's later. We can end it there, actually. <laughs> it's not gonna. It's honestly not gonna get better than hippos and crates. That was really good. Beautiful. That's a that's a hard thing to top. Oh my god! <laughs> the gap that was a dentist. I was crying. Oh my god! You with these little rides that just sneak by. I'm gonna make it a podcast title every time. <laughs> I think the hippo and the crates thing might be the name of the episode, maybe. <laughs> I'll see anything else. But yeah. Well, that was really fun, guys. I haven't done improv in a while, and it felt it felt very nice to do that. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining. Thanks, Thanks, Jacob. Bye.
fun. That was a blast. Yes. Where do you, so do you get all of your radio plays from this one website? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wild. So it, it's, I don't, I could transcribe them if I wanted to, because there are hundreds upon hundreds that are not transcribed. And I probably will have to get to that point because honestly, I am running out of good ones. And that website, it just so happens to be a website where like people have transcribed old radio plays just because they got nothing better to do. I don't know. And then they uploaded them up there and then I use them. And I check them too, you know, like I'll listen to the actual audio and the script just to like make sure. And, you know, majority of the time it's like 99.99% right. <laughs> Wicked. I love it. Yeah. Oh, do you guys want to give um, like Instagram handles real quick? We'll, we'll go around in a circle or fingers. <clears throat> Oh, are we doing the, circle, the circle is not From, consistent. Yeah, the circle is not the same. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you're, right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, let's just do fingers. We'll, we'll yeah. go one by one. Okay. Cool, I'll go first. Oh, sorry, Jacob, Eddie. Yeah, I don't know how the fingers things go work, so I'm figuring it out. I didn't know if somebody had to be like, yes, I'm calling on your finger, or if the finger goes. Uh, <laughs> I'm Jacob Wysocki. You can find me on all social media at Jacob Wysocki. And you can listen to my podcast, I Don't Want to Talk About Fight Club Anymore, wherever you get podcasts. <laughs> I watch Fight Club for 72 hours straight. Check it out. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm, uh, I'm Daniel Kuna. You can find me on Instagram at Daniel Kuna1111. Uh, That's K-U-H-N-E. Uh, my name's Scott Moore. You can find me on Twitter uh, at scottmoore89. I'm Dorshay Middleton. I finally returned to social media after like, a couple of weeks. Uh, at Dorshay Middleton, pretty much Dorshay M because my name is too long for Twitter. And Dorshay Middleton on Instagram. Hi, I'm Sabrina Johnson. You can find me on Instagram at Sabrina Christine Johnson. And on YouTube, I don't quite understand. The link is in my bio, and it's Sabrina Christine Johnson. Hi, I'm Darren Davis, and you can find me on Instagram at That Guy's Life and Twitter at Darren to Darren. Uh, hi, I'm Emily Clark, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Emily and then four underscores Clark. All right, that's everybody. Have a good night, you guys. Thank you. Bye, guys. Have a good night. Bye. 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 B